Hello listeners, and welcome to Retrospective Replay, Episode 4. Serialized podcast taking an in-depth look into video games. This is Season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian. With me tonight, as always, is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ian. How's it going? Cold. Cold. Very cold. Well, it's not very cold. It's just cold. Well, not very cold yet, but it will get very cold in four weeks. Yeah, but it's fine. There'll be lots of heating and gas and everything for everybody, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Just, just, there'll be no shortages. There won't right. be any shortages of gas, but it'll just cost you an arm and a leg. Well, it'll cost some people an arm and a leg because they might lose an arm and a leg by being too cold. I don't Maybe. Know. Maybe. Anyway, who knows? So, yeah, how are you enjoying the game so far? Yeah, it's all right. I think it's improved a lot. Well, I mean, improved a lot. Um, I didn't have high hopes for it at the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story is mildly interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see where the dinosaurs came from. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I'm it's no Metal it. Gear. It's no Metal Gear Solid. It's no Metal Gear Solid. It's no Vagrant Story as well. I thought Vagrant no. Story was actually a really fantastic game. Now, after we revisited that... Okay, let's just get back into it then, of where we were. Mm. So last, oh, well, actually, no, 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 of course. Socials first, Twitter, oh, yeah. at Retro Replay Pod, Facebook, Retrospective Replay Podcast, and contact us in Gmail at Retrospective Replay, gmail.com. Oh, we should say, I am, I was, I get the odd email or charts and things, and we were number three in Greece last week on the video game pod, podcast. So if you are listening from greece oh did i mention this last week actually i think you probably did mention it last week did yes. i well it's fine i'll mention it again i'm quite are we number one in greece now <laughs> i i don't think so no oh, well. try and check no let's leave it as a surprise no we're now number 24 no oh, sorry well. that's in leisure in video games podcast we are number 10 all right top 10 is not bad it's all right happy with that we might be number one in some other country maybe Back to the podcast anyway, back to the game. So we saved last week in the medical room. Uh, I believe we've got the ID card. Yeah, for Colonel Clay. Colonel Clay, that's the one. ID card that would let you get into the strategy room. So we leave the medical room, back to the medical room corridor. And this time the compies don't follow us, I don't think, because you don't go past them. They just eat the wrap down the corner. So you turn left, down the bottom of the corridor, left again, up the stairs to the control room hall. You can pop in the control room and you talk to Rick, but he just says, I don't see any signs of the dock yet, nothing. He does seem a bit distracted, though. Did you speak to him? Um, who? Gail? Rick, in the control oh, Rick. room. Um, no, I didn't. No, he just seems a bit distracted, that's all, which he probably would be, I suppose, after Tom just died. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't go back to the control room. So you just ran, because you checked the map. I came out and, and I got a call from Gail. Did did you? I did not. I got a call from Gail. I think it's when I came out of that. There was I came to a corridor. There was shutters were locked. Got a call from Gail, and then Regina says Tom's dead, and Gail's like that idiot. Um, and then Gail says he's in the lab area, and then I went back upstairs and I went to the control room hall, uh-huh. um, and then I went down to the management office corridor. Um, and I remember that the strategy room was down there, the one with the logo on it, and I used yeah. the ID card to go in there. Right, yeah, because to the right-hand side of the strategy room was the toilets. 
that yeah. you probably went into last time, so last week, a week before, where you come out of the lecture room hall and you went said you went through the air vent that was open yeah, that yeah. brought you out them toilets, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So then we go into the strategy room, as you said, and there's some items in here. There's a DDK card N on the table. There is some terminals with not much information. There's a yellow plug. There's a yellow plug box. I opened that. It had some ammo and a healing item in. But then there's also another plug in a spinning box there. And on the table, there is the most important thing, which is the FC device, the fingerprint collecting unit. Yep. Additionally, there was a memo on the table. And this memo reads, Earlier in the week, there was a case where somebody used the terminal that rewrites the ID cards to gain unauthorized access. This person acquired the fingerprint data from a corpse of a staff member who had died in an accident. He forged the dead man's ID by using the fingerprint data and entered the laboratory area by way of elevator. So it's just basically telling us exactly what we need to do next, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the fingerprint device is on the table and then there's a uh, manual as well how to use it. So yeah. that's handy. <laughs> yeah, it's very handy. It's too handy. Although, if you don't really know where to find a corpse, I think the next part's a bit tricky because we got the finger... So we know what we need to do to access the lab area. Like you said, you spoke to Gail and you know he's down there. We know we need to get there. We know how we need to get there. So we need to find some fingerprint data, but you need to find a dead body that has fingerprints, right? So there's not too many dead bodies around, was it? There was the um, mark outside, wasn't there? Yeah. Next but to then, the helicopter. Yeah. I don't think he's got any arms. Yeah. There was a guy and, downstairs in the big hangar who also had no arms. Yeah. And the only other one I can think of uh, is the one in the laboratory area. The elevator the elevator hall, there was a, a guy in a in a lab coat who was yeah. a researcher. Yeah, so actually yeah, you're right. So you that mark might have had his uh hands i can't remember now but he certainly wasn't in a lab coat was he so anyway we know we need his so you travel all the way back well say all the way back it's not exactly far and go to the elevator hall and he's in front of the map on the ground so you take the fc device and collect his fingerprint data you know conveniently we're just right next to the office so through the lecture room hallway and into the office and i think you mentioned the note that i missed in episode two. Yeah, the memo about Paul Baker, and you can get his registration number. So his registration number is 58104, which means you just go up to the ID card rewriter, and you interact with it, and it asks us for a number in the fingerprint data, so you put in the 58104, and it rewrites the card data, doesn't it? So now you have an ID card that can get us down the elevator into the laboratory area. And to be honest, I thought a strategy room would be quite high access clearance area but i guess it probably it might make sense that you could go there not into the labs uh yeah i suppose yeah i mean the restricted areas i mean you, if you only need to be where you need to be so checking the map now just shows that the elevator door is flashing red so that's where we need to go back out through the through the hall to the elevator hall and into the b1 elevator and on the lift as we move down and just as the lift reaches the bottom the music pounced plays and it's another danger section and the raptor comes down from the ceiling of the elevator and you have to mash the buttons to get it off you. Yeah. And then just shoot it, I guess. Yeah, shoot it until it's dead. Until it's dead. 
And now, new music fades in called Investigate the Underground. Now the dinos is dead, we are on the other side of the shutters that we would have saw last week. These are the shutters on the opposite side of where the the way-in elevator was. Way-in, what was it called? The, the way-in corridor or something? Carrying in. Carrying in corridor. So these shutters are on the other side of that. But you can't, still can't open them because they are... Um, they are red. Yeah. And there's a memo in the ta- middle of the table about a new DDK system. And it's a number-based key, and it's pretty simple, isn't it? So instead of A, it's 1, B is yeah, 2, well, etc. Well, it's kind of, you know, the security manual update level 1 or something they call it, and they say that they've updated the DDK system, and they're using a more intricate code system, which isn't intricate at all. So <laughs> they say... The key now, um, in the case where numbers are written instead of letters in the key field, their numbers could represent um, the codes for the corresponding characters. And then you say A is 1, B is 2, C is mm-hmm. 3, etc. So yeah. that's their big update to security. Yeah. It's it, it just doesn't even make sense, does it? And why are only some of the locks like upgraded and some other ones aren't upgraded? No idea. And also, why is there such vague language like... This could be that, and you know, it's like, yeah, what? And also, why are the codes for all of the doors easy to guess? Well, they are. You can look at it and you can basically guess it. I mean, so yeah, you go, you look at the map, and there's a door highlighted in red on the other side of the room, and you go up to it and you have to set the DDKL, and it's going to the lab area. And so the key is now 345678, which is CDEFGH. And you take that away from the code, and the password is laboratory to get into the lab. I mean, seriously, seriously. That's like somebody saying their password is password. Exactly, exactly. And have you noticed this, that all of the DDK letters, all of the passwords start with the same letter as the code disk itself? This was DDKL, that was laboratory. Ah. DDKH got us into the into the chief's room, which was head. Uh, yes, and DDKN yeah, yeah. got us into the elevator hall, which was newcomer. Yeah, there you go. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, so that's um, good observation. It's not exactly it's not exactly the, the world's most secure password system. No. So now we move through this door into main hallway B one. The music lab in the underground plays in the background. And we can hear some dinosaurs in front of us. But straight away, I heard them bounce off a laser fence. I didn't even see the laser fence, and I could hear the dinosaurs bouncing off it. Yeah, there's actually a technique if you um, wait for the dinosaurs, um, like, goad them to come to the laser fence. They jump at the fence, and they get themselves stunned. And when they're stunned, you can run past them easier. I just wait to stun themselves, and I shot them on the ground. Oh, well, yeah, if you want to save ammo. Yeah. There's quite, I've got quite a lot of ammo, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's probably because we're playing it easy. Yeah, more than likely. So this hallway, it's kind of like, it looks like an L, not an L shape, it looks a bit, you know, it goes sort of forward, 90 degrees, forward, then 90 degrees, the opposite way, and forward again. Um, And there's two doors, and it's like one big loop, but I went through the first door into the library room, did you? Yeah, library room. Yeah, so straight away there's a dino, so you don't have much choice, you've really got to tear that out. But after you do, this room is like rows of lockers, and they're colour-coded via the ground, like red, green, and blue. 
And in here, you'll find a med pack M, an anaesthetic aid, and some more handgun parts. The sights, handgun sights, did you equip them? Uh, I don't think I did. Alright, I, I equipped them straight away to be honest, because I was like, ooh, handgun stuff. But apart from that, there's not much in here right now, so you move through it to the re -hall, research hall area. And again, dino straight yes. away. Yep. And there's a second dino there as well. Uh, at this point, I've equipped the shotgun because I think I was running low on pistol ammo. I've got some in the boxes. I think the shotgun is actually most effective anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the grid launcher will be more effective, but I'm saving that for the harder enemies of the game. Actually, the anesthetic dart is anesthetic, is that what it's called? That puts them to sleep. That, well, that's very effective because then you shoot them once they run past. Yeah, and then there's I've got a poison dart as well, I think, in my inventory. Oh, yeah. Um, I might get that a bit later because I've played ahead a bit, but I'm keeping that for like a boss or something. So there's another laser fence around the corner, and you lower that down, and I found a green box, but I couldn't use it because I didn't have enough plugs. And then I went to the door on the right, which is to the researcher meeting room. In here, yep. there's a DDK input disk, input disk E. I wonder what the E stands for. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. There's a researcher's journal about the third NMG, and it's quite a long one. So the entries are March. A system that can produce infinite energy from air. It was originally developed for military use, but they continued with the project as it had a silver lining for the future. But some things went terribly wrong. The military has given us excessively favourable treatment for a simple energy system. I must discover the true purpose of this project. I mean, he's calling it a simple energy system, but then the previous sentence said it can produce infinite energy from air. Yeah, that's really simple. <laughs> no problem. And then they're going to yeah. just do cold fusion afterwards. Well, you, yeah, wouldn't, need, I mean, you it, wouldn't need cold fusion if you can pull energy from nah, the air, right? It's very easy. So then it moves on. April. And it moves on to say the person hasn't found clues. He is a genius and has noticed the investigation against him and has a secret lab somewhere on this floor. So I'm assuming it means Kirk, right? It has to mean Kirk. Yeah, it has to mean Kirk. Uh, and then he says he must find the lab. Moves on to July. At long last, Mike has found a clue to the location of the secret lab. He said that he had a clue in our secret place inside the library room. Kirk has been meeting with Colonel Clay, the leader of the project, in the computer room lately. What are they up to? So that's a bit of, nice bit of lore there, actually. So Kirk's now got a secret lab, and he's collaborating with Colonel Clay. And then there's this guy, Mike, who was trying to find some stuff about him. Uh, there's a notice board, which is, talks about adding gases. And it says, adding a gas to one with a poison level under 30 may neutralize the gas. Red neutralizes green uh, blue neutralizes orange is it orange and green yes. neutralizes purple something like yeah. that yeah yeah and it says remember the three rules uh, i also found a plug on the shelf did you manage to grab that uh i think so yeah and then there's a door that is locked but it has no key it says the door's locked but there's no place to set a key yeah. and there's a sign next to it that says make sure the door is locked by computer and then behind this door on the table there's a computer that says lock code 7248 yeah. Which is ridiculous. They, they seem to just dangle things in front of your face constantly. Yeah, well, it says this computer terminal controls the conditions of the experiment room remotely. Something mm -hmm. is shown or on the display and obviously lock code 7248. 
But you can't open the door with that computer. No, you can't. So if we move back into the hall, turn right, and then go at the end, that takes us into the computer room. And if you go right in front of us, there is a red toolbox and there's a screwdriver in it, so you may as well grab that, as it'll be needed later. It's a screwdriver for computer maintenance. Well, yeah, a specific screwdriver for computer maintenance. But you said you use it for later. I just use it straight away. I had to walk around and then I opened the panel on the whatever well, the hell it was. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You can open it straight that straight away then, but you're not, you can't interact with that until a bit later, so it doesn't matter when you do it. She says I don't have to operate this right now. But it's a, I just took the cover off just for the fun. Well, why not? Around the corner, there's a yellow manual, Security Manual Volume 2, so... The DDKs have been updated again, and even though no, they've just done it. No, I, I think these two manuals were Volume 1 and Volume 2, because they said the numbers could indicate one thing, and then on this they said they could indicate the columns to be deleted. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty clear from when you see it what needs to be done. But anyway. Well, it does, yeah. Exactly what you say is it says the numbers in the key field could indicate columns to be deleted. For example, if 2 is in the key... Delete all the letters from the second column of the code word. That'll stop people guessing the codes. <laughs> um, and just a quick note I've put down. If you go out of the other door, that takes us back into the B1 hallway. And there's a red box just before the laser fence. And it was worthwhile opening that as it had loads of ammo in it. Specifically, it had some S and W bullets which I assume it means Smith & Wesson bullets, so it's like Magnum-style bullets, you know, mm-hmm. which are really powerful, and had some shotgun ammo. And we talked before about how you can, um, how they, when, I think I said in the first episode that the boxes follow you around, and they do to an extent, but only of the same colour. Yeah. So you can only access a red box elsewhere in the facility. So if you put all of your stuff in a red box and then you come across a green box, you can't get your stuff from the red box in the green box. Yeah, and I think that each box does sort of different stuff. I think a red box is like uh, ammo. Ammo, yeah. Green box is meds. I assume so. And yellow, I don't know, support, like mixing items or something. Nah. I've never opened a yellow box. We got a plug for a yellow box. No, we didn't. We saw a yellow box, but we couldn't open it. Yeah, we saw a yellow box. I'm just opening red boxes because I want the ammo. So back in the room, there's one terminal that's actually turned on. And when you interact with it, it tells us, Experimental area control program running. Auto locking status on. You then get questioned. Will you release the lock? Enter yes and you enter the code from the other room. 7248. So now we can leave and as we leave to go back towards the research area room, it's, it's we're actually in a save room. So you can save if you want, but carry on to the research hall area meeting room again. This time the door leading to the gas experimentation room is unlocked. So step inside, and we're presented with a new camera angle, and you're from inside the gas chamber, looking through the gas through a window into the control area. So the screen's got a yellow tint, so we know there's some gas in there. There's a sign on the wall to the right-hand side, and this reads, The lethal poison level of the gas for humans is 85 or greater. The closer the gas gets towards the three basic colours of red, blue, and green, the more poisonous the gas becomes. The closer to clear the toxins have been neutralized. So there's not really much to do in here. You can see sort of three cylinders on the left-hand side of gas, red, green, and blue. Yeah. There's and also there's a, a scientist inside in the chamber. Yeah. So as you walk up the control panel, yeah, like you see, you see there's a man inside, a scientist. And we interact with the panel. And did you 
did you look up the, well, we went up the panel and it asked us, what do you want to press, red, green or blue? Which allows us to mix gases. So did you just try it yourself? Remember the three rules. Yeah. So the three main rules were what? The green, adding another gas to one with a poison level under the 30 neutralizes the gas. So once you get it, something under 30, then you, I think you can add whatever. Red neutralizes green, blue, orange and green, purple. So, yeah. yeah. I, basically, I tried to kill the guy and it was red, I think. Or I just pulled a red in. And it wouldn't go higher than, like, 60. And I just started pressing buttons. So you can't kill him? You can kill him, apparently, but I couldn't get it. And I just thought to see if I could try. I was like, can you kill him? And I couldn't seem to. And I just managed to neutralize the gas in about five or six button presses. Yeah, I went green and it kind of went a bit more yellow. So then I put blue and it went back to green. And then, because it was green, I put in red. But then it goes more red. So I I think I put in more red and then it went kind of a pink. Hmm. So I put in green and went orange, and then I realized, well, blue neutralizes orange, so then I put blue, and then it was clear. Right. Once you get to, once you get to one of the colors that can get rid of the other color, yeah. then, it's, then it's fine. And now this allows us to move on to the other side. So into the gas chamber. Turns to a cutscene, and the music, secret in the poisonous gas, starts to play. Regina goes up to the man and kneels down. She reassures the man that everything will be okay and asks what happened. The man starts with that fool, and Regina asks who she means. He replies with, what are you planning, Kirk? He seems kind of delirious. I think the guess has gotten to him. I think so, because he doesn't seem to answer her whatsoever. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just talking to himself. He starts to cough, and Regina tells him that she's here with the rescue team, and that's where Kirk is. And he ignores the question, but hands her something, and says this will give the access to his personal lab. He then, like, slouches over and dies. So... You didn't save him from the poison. We didn't. We're taken to the menu and we're holding a B1 key chip and the numbers 3695 are written on it by hand. And did you search the body? Yeah, he has an emergency case key. Yeah, which we saw in the medical room with the compies. Oh, yeah. So we need to get back there at some point. And I remember there was two boxes. I wonder if you have to choose between one and the other. Oh, maybe. Or maybe not. Or if you get a second key later, find out. So as we go to leave the room, the music pounced plays again and we get ambushed by a dinosaur that somehow managed to get through all the doors to get here. Yeah, he can put codes into computers as well. He must be able to, yeah. It's like the ones in Jurassic Park, slightly more. This is like the Stephen Hawking of Velociraptors. But it's your normal thing. Danger flashes on the screen, we mash the buttons. And if you mash the buttons, uh, Regina runs out the room. I'm assuming you got out the room? Yeah, and you lock him in the chamber. So now you have you have a moral dilemma, don't you? You can walk away or you can turn around and hit a button and gas it. I walked away. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm not going to gas the poor dinosaur. So I gassed the dinosaur. And what happened? <laughs> it died. You hit the button once and it shoots straight up to 85 and the dinosaur runs around in a bit of a panic and it slunches over and dies. That's animal cruelty. It is animal cruelty. But, you know, it was trying to kill me. Yeah, well, I didn't kill it. It's still in the gas chamber. I could always go back and finish it off. I wonder if it'll stay in the gas chamber. I'm quite interested to find that out. Oh, yeah. You should um, try. Just go back at some point. So as we leave, the music lab in the underground resumes. And we need to go back to the meeting room. So you come out, turn left, down the hall, and retrace our steps back into the library room. So next to the first door that we came in, there was a computer. And we need to use the chip key from the scientist. 
and the computer asks if you want to override the chip data. So you enter the number, and it's the one that's written on the chip, of course, 3695. Yep. And the display tells us it's correct, but we need to overwrite the magnetic pattern of chip data. And this takes us to a puzzle. And I found this puzzle a bit tricky. It took us, took us about a minute to solve it. Yeah, because you could only move two bricks. In it. You, you move two bricks again, you couldn't move one. Yeah. So to explain it, if you can imagine there's eight bricks on top of each other. And the top four are clear, and the bottom floor are filled in white. And to the bottom left of this pattern it shows you the stack of how it should look and when you click them it only moves two at a time so if you move the two from the bottom it'll move them to the top and it gets very tricky because if whatever you move it so you could then press up once and it would then move the it would leave the bottom one where it is and move the next two to the very top but it does mean it's quite hard to sort of get them to line up and it took me about a minute to to solve yeah i mean it's a little bit tricky but it's it's not the hardest puzzle anyway. There's a harder one coming up next. It's not the pipes. It's not the pipes. But the next one after this is even harder. The next one was, was pretty difficult, but we'll not talk until that about next week. Anyway, once it's done, it says finished. Key information matched. Rewriting data. It says data override complete. Turning indicator on. And then one of the lockers under the blue area lights up. So we can run up to it and put in the new chip. When we put in the new chip, a file comes out of the cabinet which makes a mechanical whirring. Once it's out, you can check it for a new keycard with the letter R on it. When we drop out the menu, there's a note to read. Dear Paul, I have finally found the clue. This is the keycard that you need to enter his secret lab. The only chance to enter is during tonight's experiment. Obtain the other keycard without hesitation. And then it tells us about the panel keys in the chief's office, but we already know that. Yep. That must be Paul Baker. Yeah, it must be Paul Baker, and then Mike must have been the guy in the gas chamber. Yep. Poor Mike. Mike and Paul, both dead. And it finishes with, now if we find out where the lab is, everything will be solved. I'll leave that to you. Good luck, Mike. And the file then retracts, and we go back out to the computer room. And we go up to the screen in the middle of the room and we can use the two key cards, or one of the key cards anyway. This is when Regina notices that you need two people to synchronise to do the cards. And then asks if you want to call Gail. So you don't really have much choice here, so you just call Gail. The radio beeps and he answers. Regina tells Gail that she's found the door to the lab but needs two people working in tandem to unlock it. Gail tells her to sit tight and he'll be right there. Had you gotten the other card already from the panel with the medals on it? Yes. Oh, I don't think I had that. Did I? No, I didn't. I went back up and I got them. So, into the code, got the L, and then went back down again. So, yeah. Yeah, I grabbed it the first time after we fought the Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. How long did that take you then? Probably not too long. It wasn't a load of time, but probably an hour, a couple of minutes. Hmm. Yeah, you run back up in the lift. Go, I have to go back. Well, I mean, it is. You go back in the elevator, you go back up. You put in the keys, you put in the code, you get the card, then you come back in the elevator and back down again into the computer room. So, yeah, probably about two minutes, two and a half, three. Screen fades out and back in again. Gail comes in the room. He asks what the status is and she hands him a key card and they move it to the card readers. Gail One, counts them two, in and they swipe the cards. Three. The screen then moves down, revealing a door. Now, we're back in control of Regina and we can talk to Gail before moving forward. And he says, you're in the clear, let's go. 
So you set the DD key device E. And this is it's a bit more complex, isn't it? When you look at the key, the key is like, it's a good four or five lines, like four or five rows and eight yeah. columns or so. Uh, but, you know, it's a DDKE device. And when you look at the code, the word energy just screams out at you, doesn't it? Yeah, and then it's the energy room, so. So then we move through that door. It asks us if you want to save again, and we do. And we leave it again for next week. What is in the room? What is in the room? We'll take that to the energy room, as you said. But we'll find out. We're going to hit another fork in the road. Actually, we didn't speak about that last week, and I said we would. About if you pick to go with Gail or go with Rick. If you pick to go with Gail or Rick. And it wasn't massively different because I looked it up on YouTube afterwards. So you end up going with Gail and you just go down into the lab area and you do the exact same thing, the exact same puzzles. End up doing the the pipe puzzle and whatnot. But you just go around, basically you do it kind of almost backwards in a way. So it's just slightly different. Um, at one point then... Rick phones up and he says, "Oh, Tom, I found Tom and he's dead." Yeah, so I mean, it, it's a choice, but it doesn't make much of a difference. It seems at this not point. at this point. I think it might next week. Um, I took one route. I'll, I'll tell you, I went Gail's route because we, we'll you come up to it pretty soon, within five minutes of where we've just saved it. And I'm gonna go Rick's. Go with Rick's route. It's a different one, and then again we'll reconverge back after. I don't think there's much of a difference between these in terms of time. Whereas the first time is probably, I don't know, it's like 20 minute section, 25 minute section. Whereas this, it's like a couple of minutes and then it's back. You're both back to where you were straight away. So yeah, that's it for this week. Um, got any dinosaur facts? Yeah, it's an interesting dinosaur fact is that the dinosaur that had the longest claws was something called a Terizinosaurus. And it means reaping lizard. It had claws that were one meter long. That's wow. Weird. Yeah. A Michelin claw. Yep. Um, that's mad. A terrorizing Azorus, yeah? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, oh. or, or, or anyone who's empirical, it's three feet. So for a claw that's one meter long, that's insane. Yeah, that is insane for claws, isn't it? Yeah. I Wouldn't mean, I try and fight that? No, I mean, Regina's getting off lately with these um, velociraptors. Completely. Dead easy. Yeah. I, I mean, think we're going to be hitting new enemies soon, though. Well, you, you say that, but, I mean, we've only seen four types of dinosaurs so far. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I mean, what other kind of dinosaurs can there be? I think I there's mean, just one left, and it's like um, it's like an upgraded raptor. Oh, okay. Oh, well. It's got more health. I think it's a bit slower, but it can insta-kill you. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's bad. It's bad, yeah, but shall we be fine. Cool. All right. So, well. yeah, that was... Thank you very much for listening once again. We we do really appreciate people listening. Otherwise, there'd be no point in doing this. Um, yeah, good night. All right, good night. <laughs>